All right, so um, I'm going to talk today on Psalm 91 from a different angle than I usually talk. And uh, I was preparing it last night and it just went in a completely different direction. Mm. And I've named it um, My Refuge Psalm 91. Mm. Psalm 91 verse 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. As we look to the new year 2021, the world faces many crises. The coronavirus is mutating and we face a world that is increasingly anti-God and pro-humanism. We're going to see a different face in this world than we've ever seen before. And Christians will be more persecuted for their faith through legislation, legislation and even violence this coming year. It seems to us that the shadow of Mordor covers the earth. But we who are Christians are not afraid. For he who lives in the secret place of the Most High shall shelter under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. We have seen so many Christians fall away during this lockdown. And we have realized that for some of them, we've kept them from the world against their will. You know, we've, we've told them to come to church. We've uh, rebuked them. We've tried our best to keep them from going into sin. But many of them have fallen away. And their hearts were never really with Christ. And when the opportunity arose, they left the church and returned to the world like Demas, Paul's companion. In 2 Timothy 4.10, Paul says, For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica. It's a terrible thing. What a sad thing. Demas is often mentioned in other letters, you know, and sends greetings. And then one day he just had enough of the Christian walk and left and went back to the world. But we are not going to be like that. I'd like to share this wonderful psalm today, for I really believe that we need to position ourselves as Christians in the coming year, under the shadow of the Almighty. You know, Psalm 91, the promises are incredible. But how many Christians do we know who walk in those promises? But I can tell you this, that we are going to have to learn to walk in those promises in this coming year and in the years to come. There are many enemies that we face. Satan has come down to the earth with great wrath, as he knows his, his time is short. Sicknesses and plagues abound, and the world as we know it will change next year into a liberal and anti-God platform. It is time, Christian, to put on the armor of God and to take up your shield of faith with the mighty sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We need to get supernatural spiritual help if we're going to make it through this year. Many churches today do not accept the spiritual realm is real and think all the miracles of Jesus were only for the apostles' days. That's not true. And the name of Jesus has not lost its power over all these years. We will need to wield the name of Jesus against sickness, disease, demons, and every unclean thing that comes against us. And we need to believe that Christ will deliver us and our brothers and sisters. We need to start taking a very strong stand in the name of Jesus and in the power of God if we are going to make it and if we are not going to fall away like Demas did. We need to take a strong stand this coming year. Jesus needs to be our banner. I was listening, to, I love that song, um, I Speak Jesus by Darlene Zench. And it says it best, I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I love it. She's telling us something. I think it's a song for our, day, our time. Mm. 
She says, I just want to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break. Declaring there is hope and there is freedom, I speak Jesus. Come on, we've got to learn to speak the name of Jesus to our addictions, to our brokenness. We've got to start carrying the name of Jesus. It should be on our lips all the time. Because she says, because your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. We need to speak the name of Jesus to our miserable lives. Christians have got to stop being miserable, looking like they've been sucking lemon juice day after day. We've got to start speaking to life into our lives, life and hope in the name of Jesus. And we've got to speak it and we've got to learn to do this because Christians don't know how to do this. We've got to learn to continue to speak the name of Jesus till it comes to pass. You can't say it once, twice. You've got to say it many times. It's got to permeate your soul and your mind and your thought and, and what we say. She says, I want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety. To every soul held captive by depression, I speak Jesus. So many Christians, I've never seen anything like it in my Christian walk, are bound by depression and anxiety and fear. I've never seen such a, a, a Christians in such a weakness ever in my whole 35 years in the faith. Speak the name of Jesus now over and over until you break anxiety, depression, darkness, chains, and you find the victory. I found in the kingdom of God that sometimes we have to push through. It doesn't, sometimes it doesn't work the first day. It doesn't work the second day. It doesn't work the third day. But the devils have not got uh, a staying power. And if we continue to push and speak the name of Jesus, it just breaks off us. She sings, your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. Mm. Don't stop saying the name of Jesus. You need to determine it in your hearts. You know, in the last couple of weeks, uh, the, the lockdown also made me sort of slack. And I backed off from ministry and, you know, I spend more time at home. But in the last week or two, I woke up again. I, I spoke to myself in my own sermon two weeks ago. <laughs> I decided to put it into, into practice yeah. and went forward into my work, starting to speak to clients. Well, within the first week, I was having like two ministries a day. The power of God, I saw people break through sicknesses, people delivered. Uh, I started feeling ill myself. I spoke the name of Jesus continually until I felt better. You know what I mean? I really took it and took it to the streets. And I want to tell you, there's a broken and dying world out here that needs to hear the name of Jesus. But it's no good you speaking the name of Jesus if you don't believe it yourself. You've got to uh, trust the Lord in these times. Don't stop saying the name of Jesus till you have life, healing, hope, and victory. Nothing else. Defeat is not an option for us as Christians. As Christians. Retreat is not an option. We've got to keep going forward. Amen. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Isn't that incredible? I tell you, that's what we got to do. And I've really been doing that these last two weeks and seen such victories all around us and, and managed to speak to people in their pain. And God has been leading me into ministries that I didn't think I'd, uh, I would even get near. We've got to start, put up the banner of Christ in our life. Shout Jesus on the mountains, Jesus in the streets. Shout it. If you can't say it, shout it. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, because many enemies surround us. 
But we are, we're going to shout it every single day. We're going to go for Jesus for my family. I speak the holy name. His name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. So we've got to speak Jesus. Christians determine that that's what you're going to do from now on. Christ's name must not leave our lips now every single day in everything we do, everywhere we go, uh, uh, whether we're studying, whether we're working, whatever we do, let the name of Jesus be like an incredible power source to you and weapon to drive the enemy back wherever we go. Is this God's will for us to walk like us as Christians? Well, Psalm 91 verse 1 says, we start again. He who lives in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This is God's word. It cannot be broken. If we believe God's word, these things will come to pass in our life. Few Christians although, ever attain to the promises of Psalm 91. Because we may be saved because salvation is a free gift. But our, we live our lives as Christians, you know, miserably. And our Christian lives stink and we live in the mire of sin and defeat by choice. I've never seen so much of it in, in the Christian world, Christians around us. We're ministering more to Christians than to the lost. We don't have time for the lost anymore because the Christians are in hospital all the time. But we should never be. Charles Spurgeon said, we are not saved by works, but we should live as if we are. Our, our life should reflect Christ. If you want to get into that secret place of the Most High, our Christian life should be an example to the world of Jesus. If we follow Christ's teaching and do our best to be obedient to his mighty word, we will then abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Then we will be able to say, Psalm 91 verse 2, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Don't you love that? A fortress. And a castle impregnable by the enemy can't get inside this fortress, a refuge, a hiding place. We can then safely say the world can rage all around us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? He is an impregnable fortress for us, a place that when we are afraid, we can hide in this fortress and in this refuge. And uh, we can do that many times in this lost world. And we can pray upon the one who is strong to deliver and find a hiding place in Christ. Love that song, I found myself a hiding place. And I want to tell you, Christian, if you are lost and your anchor's drifting and you don't feel that you, you, you're going anywhere and you're afraid of the year to come, you're not in that hiding place. You're not under the shadow of the Almighty. You need to position yourself now, uh, today, tonight, call upon the Lord and get into that position. That song says, I find myself a hiding place. I find myself a secret space in the shelter of Almighty's love. Does that sound like the secret place of God? Mm -hmm. In the safety of the Savior's arms, I will run to the hiding place. All strong Christians have to go there sometime. Draw me ever closer to look upon your face. I will run to the hiding place. We've got to do that. Christians, if you want to make it this year, you need to find that safe place with God. Psalm 91 verse 3. Surely he, who is he to us, Christ, shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. What will God do? He will deliver you. He will rescue you. He'll set you free. And from the perilous pestilence. The fowler is a demon who seeks to trap you with a snare. But God will deliver you if you are in the secret place. 
The word pestilence means, and this is the meaning from the Oxford Dictionary that I looked up, a deadly and overwhelming disease that affects an entire community. Is that not the promise of God for us? Does that sound relevant today? Psalm 91 verse 4, God, he shall cover you with his feathers like an eagle, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. God will cover us during this time. His truth, his word will be our shield and our buckler against anything that the enemy can throw at us. Standing on God's word and his promises will get us through. We may get knocked down sometimes, but we get up again. Psalm 91 verse 5. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day. This is a demonic thing that God is talking about. Demonic arrows are fired at us by the enemy. Fear is not a part of God's kingdom. The devil rules his kingdom by fear, but God rules his kingdom by love. I see so many Christians in fear today over this virus, over the future. We are to take the precautions we are told to do concerning this virus, but we are not to be afraid. I'm under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm in the secret place of the Most High. And if God be for me, then who can be against me? If you get sick, call the elders of the church to pray for you. Repent of all known sin to the Lord. Promise to turn from your sin. Don't give the devil legal ground in your life to destroy you. Then fight, quoting God's word. Speak the name of Jesus to your sickness all day if you have to. Read God's word. Get the brethren to pray for you. Fight back. And if we fail, if we fail after all that, then we're going to go out with our flags flying to the Lord. <laughs> so we are to go, go to battle trusting our Lord Jesus to the end. And we'll make such a show that all the world will know that we are followers of Christ and we are not afraid and we were never afraid. Psalm 91 verse 6 says, nor of the pestilence. Remember what pestilence is? That walks in darkness. What is God trying to tell us? Through the centuries, all these pestilences would come. We are not to be afraid of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that, that, that lays waste at noonday. God promises us a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Now God's word is unbreakable. We need to take faith and stand on it. Many Christians do not have faith and that's why the pestilence rages through and destroys us completely. John G. Lake was a minister of healing in the early 20th century. From 1908 to 1913 as a missionary to South Africa, Lake buried many with the bubonic plague, or it is called the Black Plague. During this period, state-sponsored ships with medical supplies and corpses of or corps of doctors were sent to intervene. It was extremely contagious. If the plague touched another living person, their death was absolutely certain. When it was noticed that neither Lake nor his assistant were affected, he was asked what his secret was. The doctors asked him. I, I remember reading the story in full, and they said the doctors had to leave because the medicine that was protecting them was, uh, was running out, and they just felt it was unsafe. And Lake and his assistant stayed behind in Africa. And when they came back, they asked him, why are you still alive? You know, you're working with these people every day. What was your secret? Lake, a man full of faith in God, responded this way. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. 
I believe just as long as I keep my soul in contact with the living God so that his spirit is flowing into my soul and body, that no germ will ever attach itself to me, for the spirit of God will kill it. In order to test the theory, Lake suggested the doctor take a sample of the foam from the mouth of a victim and observe it under a microscope. Confirming the plague was very much alive, Lake took some of the foam in his hand and held it under a microscope. The plague of bacteria instantly died in Lake's hand. Why? Lake believed the word of God is stronger than any sickness or any disease. Now, most Christians don't have that faith in place. You know, they say of Lake, you couldn't handle his doctrine, but no one could equal his faith. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he was a great man of God. He believed God. And we need to grow our faith in these days. And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So by reading the word of God and spending much time, your faith grows. You and I need to be growing our faith much in these last days. Psalm 91 verse 8 says, God says, only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Verse 9, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. So you have to make that decision to make the Lord your dwelling place. God's not going to force it on you. You need to take that decision. Blow a trumpet, declare war against the sin which so easily holds us back and determine to live under the shadow of the Almighty. We need to make that choice. It's not just going to happen. You, you decide how much you grow, if you're going to read your word, if you're going to obey God. And if we do sin, repent quickly to God and to the person you sinned against, and then you'll still be safe. Many Christians do not, uh, do not repent and they drift further and further from the presence of God. All of us need to go and have a repentance session with the Lord. And if that is you, do it quickly. Psalm 91 verse 10, God promises us this. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. That's in God's word. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For those who are under the shadow of the Almighty, who those who are in the secret place of the Most High. Now, God's word says that we need to strive to walk in the truth of God's word. If we get sick, understand that God did not give that to us. We may have allowed an opening into our lives by things we say or do or even sin. Or maybe we haven't eaten correctly. You know, we don't eat the greens and peas and things. One of, one of my workers had boils all over. He's a really good Christian man. He loves God and serves him with fastings day and night. Almost, you know, I have to tell him to eat. But this guy got boils under his arms and I said to him, what's wrong with you, you know? So he said, I don't know, I'm just getting all these boils. So I said, what do you eat? And fruit was, they didn't ever eat any fruits. So I said to him, listen, but if you don't eat fruit, you're going to die. Go and get some fruit now. Go buy some fruit on your way home and eat fruit every single day now. And he went and did that. And within three days, the boils were totally gone. So that sickness wasn't from sin. He just wasn't eating right. So we've got to be careful. If we don't exercise, you know, we do no exercise whatsoever, then sickness can find a way into our godly strongholds and we let it in. But don't panic when we get sick. Do the drills. Now I'm going to go through the drills with you. And it's very important that you listen to this. Okay, number one, what do we do first when sickness strikes us? Repent of all known sin. Go alone with God. I do this always. 
Go alone with God. Ask him, is there anything between you and him? If there is, the Holy Spirit will show you. Repent of it. If you know that you shouted at your wife early on in the day, we need to ask God for forgiveness for it. Okay. We need to make right with God. That's number one. Two, ask the elders to pray for you. Because in praying for you, this is what happens. The church has moved away from this. And we haven't listened to the word of God. And I want to tell you, many are sick because they do not listen to the word of God. James 5 verse 14, New Testament. Is anyone amongst you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Who must call for the elders of the church? You. The elders mustn't come running to you and say, we hear you sick. Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he'll be forgiven. Three, number three. Ask the brethren to pray for you. James 5 verse 16. Confess your faults to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Sometimes there's a fault in us. We're constantly doing a sin that we shouldn't be doing. And that's hindering your healing and your breakthrough with God. Confess your faults to a trusted brother or sister. Someone you can trust. Don't go shouted from the rooftops. And let them pray for you. And the Bible says you'll be healed. I've seen this so many times in my Christian world. Number four. Speak the name of Jesus boldly and loudly against this invasion against you. Go to war. Lay your hands on yourself. Rebuke it. Command it to go. Speak Jesus' name all day against this thing. Mark 16 verse 17. And these signs will follow them that believe. Are you a believer? These signs will follow you. In my name, that's in the name of Jesus, they will cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. We've got to do this God's way. If you don't do it God's way, you won't win. God's word is absolute. He cannot break it. Do what the Lord tells us to do. So when sickness, depression, and oppression attacks your home, fight back. But fight with God's weapons. And if, in capital letters, if we do not prevail, we find we're not winning after doing all those things. Ephesians 6, tells, 13 tells us, Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, stand. He says, if you've done everything you've, that you should do, all the correct things, all the right steps, and having done all, you stand. You stand for Christ. Nose running, coughing, streaming, eyes running, doesn't matter. We stand for Christ. We are still believing God. We are still speaking Jesus' name. We are still praying for others over the phone. We're not giving up. There's no giving up. That's how we're going to carry on. If we are to fall or die, it's not because we did not fight with all our power and believe God's word. And we will then realize, having done all those things, that our time has come and the role is called up yonder and we shall be with the Lord in the glorious heavenly city soon. And we can leave the earth still trusting God. Job said, though God slay me, 
yet will I trust him. Even if God puts his sword and cuts our heads off, we're going to trust him. And that's how we're going to leave this earth. Then we determined to make such an exit that our families will be encouraged and not afraid. We're not going to leave this earth blubbering, crying, weeping and, and moaning and in terror. We will go out praying for the others around us and passing the torch that God gave to us. We will throw to the generation that's coming after us and we will go and be with the Lord if that's if that is our future. But I've hardly seen in my, all the years of the ministry that I've been in, I have hardly seen any Christian not prevail after all those four steps have been done in their life. I've hardly seen this. In fact, I can't remember one. So we need to start doing it God's way or you're not going to win this in this coming year. Psalm 91.11 says, For he, God, shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all their ways, in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You know, sometimes I, I'm, I'm walking right with God. I feel I'm right with God. I'm in the right place. You know, sometimes I don't. I, I get lost a bit. But one day I'm in the right place. and I'm walking up these stairs at a building here in Parklands to go do a job. I've got a toolkit in my hand. The, the stairs are tiled over the very sharp tiles. And they're quite high, so it's quite difficult to climb. But as I'm climbing it, I slip. And I see my knee heading for the edge of this uh, step. I know I'm finished there. And I can't stop it. Somehow, the toolkit got in the way between the step and my knee. So my knee hit the toolkit. And I, I landed and I sat down. I thought that was absolutely impossible. Yeah. What does the scripture say? For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. <laughs> you know, we need to be walking in the right place with the Lord. Um, many Christians can testify to accidents that didn't happen. You know, incredible deliverances in their lives. If we are in the right place with God, then in everything we are guided, led, and protected. Psalm 91.30 promises us, you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Who's the lion? The devil walks about like a roaring lion. Who's the serpent? Devils. This is a spiritual thing. God says you, that's you sitting watching now, shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Demons, devils, principalities and powers, we will run over them in Jesus' name. Yeah. Psalm 91 14 and I absolutely love this verse it's meant a lot to me in my times of trouble and I've used this verse most with God when I found myself cut off or losing my way Psalm 91 14 God says because he set his love upon me therefore I will deliver him I will set him on high because he has known my name that is an incredible promise of God and it's the absolute truth Many times I've gone to God and said, Lord, I'm, I'm financially in ruin, I'm in trouble, lost my way, whatever the situation is, but you know I've set my love upon you. Therefore, I'm asking you to deliver me. And your word says that you will deliver me because I've known your name. And I've always been delivered at some stage in that walk. 
When we are walking in obedience to God's word, all the promises of God are yes and amen. Listen carefully. When we are walking in obedience to God's word, we're doing our best. No one's perfect, but we, we try. We're doing our best to walk in obedience. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Because then we know God's heart and we can ask great and mighty things that are according to his will. When you are not right with God, you'll ask great and mighty things that are not according to his will. For your own self, for your own pleasure. But when you've got God's heart and, you, and, and that when you ask things, you'll be surprised what God will stir up in your heart to ask things for. When you call, he will answer. I found that when I'm making mistakes in my Christian walk, I find it hard to sense the presence of God and the heavens seem like brass when I pray. There's no breakthrough. It's just an iron heaven. And that's what I feel like, you know. And my prayers when I pray seem to have no power. But after repentance and walking in repentance, we can't just repent, we've got to stop it. We've got to do our best to stop doing what we're doing. Walking in repentance, the heavens open up again and I find joy and peace. So I always know when I'm drifting from the Lord, when the heavens are like brass, when God's presence seems far from me, when God's word is not a light anymore, it's hard to read it. I know a repentance session is due and that's quite often with me. You know, so that's, that's how we find our place again. Psalm 91 verse 15 says, he shall call upon me, God says, listen to this promise, carefully. He shall call upon me, God says, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Many times have I said, Lord, your word in Psalm 91 verse 15 says, if I call upon you, you will answer me and you'll be with me in trouble. And you will deliver me. You promised me, Lord. And I've never been disappointed in all the years I've walked with the Lord. And he says, God will honor us for what, what honor do we deserve? Yeah. And the promise in the last verse is, with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Isn't that an incredible promise? Let's end with some of the verses of the song. And I want you to do this in Jesus. Go forth. Speak the name of Jesus over every heart and mind. I just want to do that today. Speak the name of Jesus over every heart and mind. Because we know there's peace within his presence. I'm going to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break. You cannot be defeated anymore. But stop it now. Declaring there's hope and there's freedom must speak Jesus. Because your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. Break every stronghold. There isn't one stronghold that the name of Jesus can't break. Shine through the shadows and burn like a fire. We need to feel the fire of Christ again in our hearts, burning like a flame. So we want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety to every soul held captive by depression. I speak Jesus. Speak it over your life. Find the power of the name of Jesus and break free. And do what God's word says if you find yourself with this plague or sickness, any sickness, if we do what the Lord tells us to do, you'll start to see the deliverance of God in your life. And we can face the new year without fear. Bring it on. God's in the new year yes. and we can be under his shadow in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask Christine to come close for us.
Yeah, thanks for that encouraging uh, sermon. We all needed to hear that today. I'm encouraged by that, and we will stand fast, won't we? Amen. Won't we? Yes, thank you. <laughs> and the closing, I want to read a blessing from 1 Peter 5, verse, 9, uh, verse 10. May the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a little while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. We speak Jesus. God bless you guys. See you soon. See you on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yes. Lots of love. Yes. Okay. And churches are back to normal next week. On Sunday. Okay. That's cool. God bless guys. See you soon.